Hey you, my entrepreneurial friend. Of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design. Because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven-figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I am super excited to talk today about fully defined charts. So before we get to that, I want to share with you a little bit of my journey on really discovering my purpose and how human design has really played into that journey. But what this whole work on purpose has really helped me do is step away from all the rules of how I should market myself. Um, Because let's be honest, for me, they weren't really working. I was following everybody else's rules and they weren't really working. So we've been experimenting with all of these things that I'm uncovering and and touching on these certain parts of my chart and these stories that I have to tell. And wow, oh my God, everything is just changing. So of course, being a manifesting generator, being a line three, I want to put all this stuff together for you. I want you guys to have this experience as well. I want you to feel like as you either shift out of your career into your new business or as you're growing your new business, I want you to feel like you are your own guru. You can turn to yourself to solve your marketing problems. You can turn to yourself to solve your um, niche for the want of a better word, problems. You actually have everything there within you. And I want to teach you how you can access it, how you can rely on it, how you can um, experience it, and actually how you can step into being your own guru. How's that sound? Does that sound good for you? I really hope it does because I'm super excited to share with you that I'm doing my first ever um, half day, three hour event 
Okay. So in this event, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about purpose and I'm going to teach you a lot of things. Then I'm going to give you an experience of your purpose. I'm going to literally show you how you can know for certain parts of your purpose, all your purpose. And you just have to repeat this over and over and you'll bring all the stories together. And then I'm actually going to provide coaching on this call. Like we're going to have hot seat coaching. It's going to be so much freaking fun. I'm so goddamn excited. So if you want to be a part of it, obviously just follow the link in the show notes to come and join our live training. Um, It's a masterclass on how to use human design to discover your purpose. And it's going to be such a fun event. We're going to give you some resources so that you can be so ready to jump in and to actually action this stuff. Good old line three over here wants you guys to have this full-blown experience. So if any of that sounds good to you, brilliant. Follow the link in the show notes. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited. I'm so looking forward to seeing everyone there on the 17th of July. Um, it's on a Sunday morning Australian time. So that will be a Saturday afternoon in the US. Um, yes, there will be a replay for those of you who can't make it because you're in another time zone. Um, but yeah, I'm so pumped and excited. Can't wait. Looking forward to seeing you all there and enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye for now. So, fully defined charts. I have had so many people reach out, so many people reach out about this because it's crazy, you know, like, yes, it's rare, but apparently it's not that rare because I've really had so many people reaching out and I've probably worked with a number of people who are fully defined. We, I was put onto the amazing Lauren Lee by Jess Babaco, and I'm super excited to talk about you, Lauren. So welcome. Thanks, Emma. It's so exciting to be here. So thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit and just tell everyone the high notes like type, authority and um, profile, please? Yes. So I am a 6-2 emotional manifesting generator with the left angle cross of informing. I love it. Brilliant. I'm so excited. So Obviously, for those listening, when we're, what I'm actually talking about is I mean that every single center in your chart is colored in, okay? So you have definition in every center. Now, when we talk about definition, this is how the world sees us and it's who we feel we are because it's how we consistently show up in the world. So when someone is completely defined, everything that we talk about with the white centers or the undefined centers that amplify and reflect back energy These people don't necessarily experience that. And this is what I want to kind of dive into today. Like, where are you, um, you know, really reading energy? How do you experience other people's energy differently to those of us that have undefined centers? Um, The other thing to understand is that when we have all these centers defined, our conditioning is going to be a little bit different as well because they're going to be less exposed to... um, conditioning or not self from others you know one of the classics um, that just comes straight to mind that we've talked about with the panels in hdx and i think i mentioned it on the podcast is like the will center and self-worth if you have an undefined will center then you will tend to have the self-worth that your your mother or your primary caregiver had when you were little um, versus a defined will center where a lot of the the self-worth was like i'm not going to be like that i'm going to be like this instead So I really want to talk about 
um, you know, the conditioning and that piece as well. But I want to start off, Lauren, given that you're, you are a manifesting generator, but you do have all of these, these uh, centers defined. So straight off the bat, like, did you notice from a young age that like when you walked into a room, people noticed you that you, you were this big energy? Yeah, I probably would. I would say that. Yeah. So, like, at, at, yeah, at school, uh, primary school, and even into secondary school, and into college. But I do know that at the time, that's not something that I enjoyed being that center of attention or anybody noticing that at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so fascinating because I hear this so often from female MGs. You know, like they're really aware, really early that when they work, walk into a room, people pay attention to them and they don't want it. You know, they're like, they want to leave the room or I know my experience is that I just wanted to shut down. I was very shy. I was very introverted. I didn't make a lot of friends because I did have that feeling that when I walked into a room, I was making an impact. But one of the things for you is that you have all the motors, you have everything defined. So it's almost like a, you know, you as you walk into the room, everyone's amplifying your energy. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. So before I want, I really want to talk to you about the bridge gates really specifically, but before we get into that, would you say that you experience other people's energy? And if so, how do you experience it? How does it feel? Yeah, I think, especially since finding human design, human design, I kind of play a bit of a guessing game now. So, you know, when people come, when especially when I meet new people and they've got super high energy, I'm like, okay, could these be an MG? You know, could they be a really, you know, projector? Um, I play this little like guessing game of like what, you know, what or what centers this person got, um, defined or undefined. So yeah, I, I can definitely tell when somebody's like got that high energy um, and then maybe somebody who maybe might sit a little back, bit in the background. Um, and yeah, I just seem to play this like little guessing game now. Where yeah, new- I love that. I love that. And tell me like, do so one of the things I'm really curious about is I know for me with my undefined throat, one of the things we learned in the, on the throat panel was when you have a defined throat, you just respond, you say what you want to say, but you don't necessarily know how it's landed because you can't feel the energy. The undefined throat will kind of keep talking until they know it's landed because they can feel it through the throat. So would you say that a lot of the time you're kind of feeling like you just go in, be you, respond to whatever you need to respond to or you know, wait for that emotional wave and then leave? Like you're not actually in this place where you're not really sure how your voice landed or how your, um, you know, if you're afraid of something, you can work through the fear with that defined spleen, but you're not really aware of anyone else's fear. So with each of your centers being defined, it's almost like you don't know how your energy kind of lands or how other people's energy is going. Uh, does that resonate with you? Yeah, and I would say that it's all of those things. I experience all all those different things that you've just mentioned. Um, like I don't do chitter chatter, and I think that's probably one of the main things that I, I realized when I discovered my design is that I don't do just like surface level conversation. I like deep, deep conversations and chitter chatter. Just I'm like, oh no. Um, but then with and it was really interesting actually listening to that podcast that you did with the panel. Um, that 
the the confidence from the defined throw is something that I don't always experience. And I think it also then comes back to when I'm in the mood, you know, am I in the mood to, you know, deliver whatever I want to deliver, but then I can push through that fear if I need to deliver something. But like you say, I don't know how it, how it lands um, maybe until afterwards, if I want to ask somebody about it um, or maybe even listen back to it myself. So like, you know, even for example, this podcast, I've got no idea how this might be landing. So I can't wait to listen to it. I love it. Um, yeah I definitely experienced all those different kind of levels and I don't know whether that feeds into that emotional wave um of yeah just all my 1222 you know yeah yeah I love that I love what you said like it's that that piece of what's just come to me is when you're fully defined and because what I will say with an undefined center this is where we have to learn to trust God source universe. We have to trust something that we don't know, that we can't feel at the time. With a defined center, this is where we just build the trust in ourselves because we know that that consistent energy is there. So we can just start to build and trust ourselves. And I think you've just given a beautiful example of that is that you know that your um, your voice, like I totally agree. I think this is one of the really big misnomers of a defined um, throat is that a defined throat in my experience comes to say what it has to say and then it's out you know it's not interested in the chitter chatter and the chitter chatter is more of more of the undefined throat um, and not necessarily like it can be in the not self it can be unresourceful however what I think is the more you grow and evolve the more that chitter chatter per se is actually like this this barometer it's kind of feeling out the energy of the in, in that that throat area but what I think, uh, what I want to sort of talk to is since learning your design, have you actually been able to build that trust in yourself? Like, do you feel like you can trust your, your thinking? Do you feel like, you know, and when it's in alignment, trust your voice when you're in the mood, trust your gut, trust your, um, your spleen, so your intuition, like trust that you've got the energy to get shit done when that pulse energy is there. Like, if, has it been... A great opportunity for you to really build that muscle of self-trust knowing what you know now about your design absolutely a million percent I think and this is what I always say to everybody when I say when I found human design the biggest thing that I've got from it is pure comfort like mm. throughout my 20s I've run around like a headless chicken like an MG doing all the things every waking hour probably reached burnout but didn't realize it at the time um and now and and probably at the time thinking oh why am I like this or why can I do this why can't others do this and I think now I've just got so much comfort and yeah trust that oh it's okay to be like that and it's and I do that because of this and that's that's why I've, I've got so many answers from finding human design and yeah I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, I love that. So what I'm really curious about, let's talk about your defined spleen. I'm just going to quickly check the chart. Okay, cool. So you've got a pretty lit up um, spleen. You've also got three channels running to it. So that in itself is pretty powerful. And given that you're not um, reading energy through an undefined center, you're effectively reading reading energy through the spleen, which we're going to talk to, or your unactivated gates and channels. But let's talk about the spleen. So how do you how do you experience your intuition? How does that come in for you? 
It's a really good question. There's probably a few ways that it does come in. I think one of the things is that it comes in super quick. Mm. And and I either capture it or I act on it without even capturing it. So I act on it and it's done and it's gone and I'm on to the next thing. Um, And I probably assume that a lot of things might also get missed as well if I've not acted on it. but the aha moments that do come through as well is 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 the ones that are amazing. When I've slowed down, yeah. If I'm doing a lot of things, I'm either acting on it or I'm missing it. And the, but when I slow down and I get to appreciate it, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's just like I get to, yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing really because I get to act on it in so many different ways. Personally, I love to slow down and and you know meditate or just get quiet and get answers that way. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a few different ways that I can experience it. Yeah, I love that. I think that's really important because, and in fact, I'm going to go straight there because you have all three awareness centers. So that's the solar plexus, the spleen, and the ajna. Um, you've got all four motors: the root center, sacral. Uh, solar plexus will center you've got all the energy all the awareness you've got the pressure centers as well the head and the root and of course you've got your beautiful g center which is directing you that's a lot of energy to be going on inside of you all the time have you through your experiment and obviously it's an ongoing experiment but have you been able to sort of you and i love what you said because it's kind of answering this question a little bit like you've started to slow down because ultimately the solar plexus has the final say, although you do have all this fast energy, it's that just trusting that the solar plexus gets its final say. There are going to be things that the spleen says quickly act. Yep. But the big decisions you've got to slow down for. So have you as yet started to really feel into this is how my solar plexus feels. This is how my sacral feels. This is how my spleen feels. Like, have you been able to sort of experience the different energies inside of you and be able to be quite confident what part of your energy is speaking to you at one time? I mean, I know that the whole clarity, because it all works together, it's not like you'd be really obvious, but have you got to a point where you can go, oh, yeah, that's the solar plexus, that's the spleen? So, for, for example... I would say yes to the solar plexus for sure because that's the emo- my emotional wave that's telling me yes or no. And then, yeah, that's really interesting that you've asked that. You know, which different center might come through? The emotional, the emotional center absolutely takes over, and I don't know what other part of it actually kicks in, but it's then my. It's actually really funny. So my body kind of does this like squeal and it comes out really silly squeal. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I would, and I was, and that's how I even felt this morning before doing this podcast. And for me, that's my full body. Yes. So I know that it's a yes. And, um, and then when I settle down, it's at peace. So I know that it's, you know, it's not a no, it's that full body yes when when making decisions. Um, yeah, I and I really feel that for sure, yeah. Mm, I love it. I think it's so important because I think sometimes we do, we do worry too much about, well, what is this and what is that? And I love what you've said because at the end of the day, all that really matters is that the solar plexus gets its final say you know and I love the squeal because there's the the solar plexus (laughs) and the sacral working together beautifully you know 
um, which I think is really powerful. Now, one of the things we talk a lot about in our undefined centers is conditioning, right? So the question is, well, if you don't have any undefined centers, does that mean you don't have conditioning? Well, no, it doesn't mean that you don't get conditioning. It does mean that we sort of look at it a little bit differently. In our defined centers, we can all still carry conditioning. And sometimes that conditioning can look a lot like the undefined um, conditioning. It's just that when your center's defined, um, it's something that will be te- tend to be easier to work through, let go of, um, align to your truth as opposed to staying in a place where um, you are just running the same pattern over and over again. So in your healing journey, um, and I'm just assuming you've had a healing journey because I feel like all of us have. Um, <laughs> did you find, like, as you worked through some of the not self themes, like, um, I don't know, like even making decisions too quickly or uh, feeling under pressure or whatever it is, in that journey of healing, did you find that you could sort of move through things quite quickly and connect to who you were um, energetically? Mm, yes. And I think. I think the biggest thing that I noticed is that it might have taken me a while to get to that point to understand that, okay, something needs to change or something's not right. But once I that awareness came through, I could just get through that quite quickly. Yeah. Um, so I know when through my Saturn return, I went through a period of oh my god is this it this can't just be it you know I'd done everything in my career I'd reached the you know as far as I could get and then an opportunity presented itself where me and my husband could go traveling for 18 months before the pandemic and it was really then and I was just turned 31 at that time so you know timing was perfect uh but it's then when I uh you know my personal development and a, a, yeah healing journey really really started and I hit some really you know some home truths about myself and what I'd been doing throughout my 20s experimenting and and it's because I slowed down you know I'd gone mental in my 20s but then when we slowed down traveling it was then that I was able to kind of address certain ways that I behaved the ways that I did you know certain things that I did you know living in each other's pocket while traveling oh my gosh it just highlighted so many things that allowed me to then yeah just move move through them and then to be where I am today so oh my god I love that yeah experimenting um with you know, knowing what's a yes and what's a no. And then, you know, what I said yes to that maybe should have been a no. That was, yeah, definitely a big one as well. Yeah. yeah oh my goodness. I th- I feel like all the generators and manifesting generators are out there, out there going, yes. Oh my God. Like <laughs> I'm a classic, like even today, sometimes I let my 3420 jump in and just be like, yes, shit. No, that was definitely meant to be a no. <laughs> Can we just yeah. rewind? Hey, I, this is so exciting because I was hoping that as we started to talk about um, deconditioning and conditioning and that journey, that we would start you to hear start to hear you speak your design. Now you did, which is so divine, because when you have all your centers defined, where you want to be looking predominantly is into your bridge gates. Okay, because the bridge gates are going to be where you hold the most conditioning. And this is because the mind is aware that there's a gap. So the mind tries to fill the gap. 
So what does that look like? Well, in real life, what does that look like? And so your uh, bridge gates are the 62 and the 56. And it was so cool because as you were talking about, um, about all of this, I was hearing basically the bridge gate 56. It was the 56 um, distraction, okay? So this is this energy of being totally overstimulated, either really overstimulated, constantly identified with your external world, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that, like not in the mind. I mean, sorry, not in the body, totally in the mind, sort of like visually connected to everything out there and just do, 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 doing. Or it's that... um, that sort of repressive energy that is kind of sullen and inward and understimulated. It's that that energy of being like really disconnected from the external world and your senses and um, and that sort of thing. But what I loved, so I heard this like overstimulation, doing all the things, doing too much, and then I heard the shadow of the 56. So in the 56, what happens as we evolve into the 56, we become wise. We become like, oh, I can be fun and serious. I can be, you know, I don't have to just do something because I'm being overstimulated and I'm just reacting, 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 reacting. It's this journey to go into, okay, well, what's going to enrich my life? What's actually going to um, take me, you know, or, or no, what, what is good for me in this moment and what isn't good for me in this moment? And what I really love is it's almost like you experienced all the shadow of it. And because you don't have that gate, it's not like you necessarily even have to evolve that energy. But it's just so amazing how you've played out a lot of your um, your bridge gate in your 20s being really overstimulated, really like trying everything out, um, being really distracted by your external world and even hearing that language of then slowing down and starting to come back into the body. Um, does that resonate as, as potentially something that's quite significant as uh, for conditioning? Yeah, and I'm I'm laughing really because it's exactly that. Yeah, you know that that serious and fun part. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had a lot of fun in my twenties, but to get to that fun part, the stuff I have to organize and arrange and get everybody on board and all that kind of stuff, um, it was a lot of work. To maybe then, did I enjoy it as much as I could have done because I was probably burnt out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, and I don't know whether part of that conditioning also kind of came from working in corporate, you know, now I've got my own online business. So, and I still catch myself sometimes, you know, operating in a certain way that has been, you know, conditioned from from the past, um, but being aware of it and then being able to, yeah, flip over. And, and one of the things that I think is really interesting, and we're going to talk about the, the 62 as well, but with the 56, like, this is this energy of, um, you know, like the the storyteller, you know, and it's almost like there's a part of you or the mind thinks that you need to be the storyteller and you don't. You actually don't need to be the storyteller. That storyteller will come to you. You go and have the experience. You have the idea. You, you know, go and respond to life. You um, have these interactions and journeys and then you 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 convert them into wisdom and then like that storyteller energy or that energy that's going to get it from like mental to physical, that person is going to be brought to you. So whenever you're in that place where you're trying to force yourself to um, really be that that balanced person or the storyteller or, um, you know, almost like forcing those stories out there, 
of your experiences, that's when you know you're trying to push something as opposed to allow those things to come to you. Does that make sense? Does that resonate? Yeah, absolutely. I think looking at, yeah, and just allowing things to pass on before maybe I go and tell a story. Yeah. Um, I'm very much a... I, I do love a story. I love a storyline, a timeline. And, you know, my Instagram, my personal Instagram is a timeline of my life, but I don't post the pictures anymore in real time. So that's what's kind of just come through for me then is that I post things later and kind of talk about it after. So that's really interesting. Oh my God. I love that. And so this is actually, this is bang on what we're talking about. So it's that shift from the bridge gate of the 56, forcing yourself to tell the story now into mm. moving into your design, trusting the 1222, you know, the channel, the grace, the being able to tell a beautiful story that emotes and connects to people when you're in the mood for it. Oh, my God, I love that. I love it. Can we do the 62 now? Absolutely. <laughs> so the shadow of the 62, the, the 62 is like the gate of details. But the shadow of the 62 is really all about being really attached to the knowledge, to the figures, to the, the facts. And it's almost like when you're in that place, and these are going to be energies that you force, okay? So you have mental definition, um, head and ajna, meaning that you already have this beautiful way of thinking. But there's this gate, 62, because it's that bridge gate, it's a gap for you. The mind tries to force you into this place of knowing all the facts, having all the knowledge, being really attached to the facts, being obsessed with um, knowing, you know, the details of things. Um, and actually that's not your job. That's not what you're here to do. Does that resonate? Oh, gosh, I can't even begin to tell you. How long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It does, yeah. I think um, I still catch myself now sometimes uh, with that. And I think that that happened for such a long period in my life to try and catch myself when that's happening and to be like, no, Lauren, get out of the depths. It's like I get stuck in the depths of the details. And I suppose, I think Jess has probably supported me a lot with this when we were working together uh, because she's not, she's not in the details. She can kind of really see that high overview. Um, so I kind of, I, I can catch myself when I'm in those depths of like, oh, but I need to know this or, um, oh, but there must be another piece missing to this. And it's like, you know, letting it go and trying to pull myself out and zoom out and get back to that higher perspective of like the overall project or, you know, what's the, the, the scenario that's happening and kind of just, yeah, get out of it. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that because you've just spoken your other design, the other, another part of your design, it's that the 4816, you know, so instead of getting stuck in the mental details, it's like, no, I, I want to go to the depth, but it's this, you know, the 40, the 4816 always for me is about like depth and mastery and the real like talent to mastery is like, yes, you want to run the thing until you get good at it. You know, mastery is like 10,000 hours. You go deep, you do the hours, whatever, but it's this actually the expansion of when you really step into mastery, no one else can do it the way you do it. And that's that, that like, we have to let go of that 62 bridge gate of being attached to facts and details and knowledge because your true mastery will cut will start to show because it, it it doesn't look like anybody else's it's not a fact it's not knowledge it's actually something very unique to you that's being built with all the those hours and those, those 
depth of, of um, experience coming through that 48-16. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that then also like bleeds into exactly what I'm kind of doing in my online business. So I'm, I'm an uh, online business manager. So, you know, I'm not in the details. I'm kind of managing a business that are kind of gathering me the de- details together and they bring me the details and then I can act upon that so yeah exactly oh my god I'm totally geeking out right now because that's it you know that's really perfect you're not necessarily designed to do the details you know I'm just sort of looking at the rest of your chart one of the things I love about your chart is although you're a split definition um you just have so many channels you have very few hanging gates so there is a lot of energy movement within your design all the time um so I would really love to know like how have you navigated being able to step back you know to be able to go okay this is my energy and there's a lot of it and I'm very capable and I can do all the things however I actually need to step back and let everyone else bring the details to me how was that journey starting to really trust and lean into your own energy Mm. I think it was difficult at times to really let that go and not to you know not feel that I need to control a situation and you know let it unfold in that way or let that other person do it for themselves in their way and even finding human design and learning about me my husband's um human design is a manifester three five so you know he has to learn how to do all the things himself so that you know letting him do what he needs to do in his own way. And that allowed me to like learn that about other people. Um, yeah. So I, I think that. letting go of let, you know, really letting go. And I find it a lot easier now. I can just be like, okay, just let it go. What will be, will be. Um, yeah. I love that. And how's your relationship with like obligation, obviously with all the energy that runs through your chart and, you know, almost, Yes, you've got those that that one split with those two um, bridge gates, but there's a lot of energy. It's there all the time. Obviously, you would not obviously, but I would guess that you were one of those people that could kind of do you superhuman, could do everything, so capable. Um, and over time, I would imagine that you have built boundaries around that. So, how are you now at boundaries, saying yes to what is correct for you, and how does your energy actually feel different? Now that you're in alignment, you're saying no, you're saving energy for yourself. How's that different now? I can still feel it. So I finished I finished work on Friday and I had all afternoon to lay in the sun, literally do nothing. I'd worked so hard that week so that I could have that time. But I'm sat there and I'm just buzzing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with all this energy? What do I do? What do I do? And I didn't force it, but I just didn't do anything. I just like, right, let's just chill. And eventually it kind of simmers down that way. Yeah. So it's still there. So that that obligation piece, you know, not feeling like, oh, well, you know, I'm just sat chilling. I'm wasting my time. I have to be like, no, you know, go away. Oh, I don't know if that's my ego. Go away. Stop telling me to do things. I just want to relax because I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that I need to balance that out with relaxation yeah and it's okay that like, I, I love to lay down and do nothing I actually do love to do that so you know if I've done a lot of things through the day and I don't really want to do anything in the evening then I'm allowing myself to do that and and if I ever say and if I ever internally say to myself 
um, well, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. That for me is a massive indicator to be like, no, you chill out, lay down, don't do anything. Don't feel obliged to go and see friends or, you know, go and do anything like that, do the housework or anything like that. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I think this is really important because what I'm hearing is, and I think, and I know for my, being an MG myself, I mean, I've got a lot of open centers, but being an MG myself, there is this, there's a lot of talk out there that like where the energizer bunny, where go, 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 you know, always on, can't sit still, um, don't want to sit still. And that's just not true. You know, that's not true. Every single person needs to to rest, recover and restore. But what I think is really cool, I had just had a quick look at your um, design and you do have a right arrow in your body, you know, so you do have this body that, yes, you're an MG, you want to burn all that energy, but you also have a body that's like, yeah, I need to be spending a lot of my day being a little bit more passive. And I feel like this is a muscle that MGs need to build because if you're an MG that's go, 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 go all the time, the odds are you're actually in your conditioning. You're not in your true alignment because everybody needs downtime you know the sacral isn't saying yes to everything it's just saying yes to what's correct um so i love what you said that you are actually still experiencing the ego like yep you should do this and you should do that but you're sitting down um anyway and i totally resonate with what you said is like when you sit down or you do stop and this happens to me of a night like if i work once the sun goes down, like I will literally be like, oh, now I just want to keep working. I just want to keep working. I just want to keep working. But it's not actually really my sacral saying I want to keep working. It's almost like there's a part of me that's a bit addicted to the adrenaline of what I get from the work. Um, and because the MG does take time to slow down again, um, I think that can sometimes be misinterpreted as, oh, then I should keep going or uh, my sacral's saying I've got energy for this and it's not. It's that you're buzzing and your energy's buzzing, but you do have to just trust the deeper knowing that it's time to rest. Does that resonate with you? Yes, there are a few things that kind of came through that you mentioned, like with working especially. Um, you know, I'm trying to learn, I think I learned within my, in my chart a couple of months ago that I'm not meant to work nine to five. So I should be flexing it up and, you know, testing different times of day. So I've actually switched out a Wednesday to start work later on in the day, but work late into the evening because like you, I'm the same. I could absolutely work all night until, you know, I probably fell asleep at my desk. I could do that. Um, I know that that's not healthy for me though, but sometimes the work that I do in the evening, I just, I love it. And I'm just like, I'm doing all the things and obviously all my clients are probably asleep by then um so you know I get a lot of work done in the in the evenings and and it's that being okay to do that piece and 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 flexing and flexing with that yeah yeah I love that and yeah it's because you in your PHS you've got light so it's when the sun is down that you potentially get the most out of your you know time learning work whatever it is so yeah and I think that's the big piece is that we just have to experiment with it we have to see what's true for us and if something works and if it doesn't work like your human design isn't here to tell you who you are it's here for you to amplify your amplify your authenticity Um, that's the powerful piece and if something doesn't work then either put it down entirely or come back later or experiment whatever Um, but you have to learn to become your own guru and trust the process um, instead of depending on the design piece do you have anything that you want to any does that resonate with you anything you want to respond to on that 
Yeah, I think the experimental side of things is what's really interesting. And that's what I'm, I'm really into that journey now. And, and there's just so many different things to test and see what what does resonate and what, what might not resonate and, you know, be OK that that might or whether that might even come later on in life. Um, yeah, and I think uh, that's the beauty. Like, I agree. The beauty of human design is being able to experiment like that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining. This has been fantastic. It's been great to get to know you because I've kind of heard about you for a while through Jess. So it's lovely to actually talk to you. Um, Yeah, thanks for joining us. And thank you for having me. It's been amazing. Thanks. Awesome. You're so welcome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. I trust that's answered your questions on being fully uh, defined. And if you've got other questions, by all means, please do send us in an email. Uh, You can send it to support at emmadunwoody.com and ask Taylor and it'll get to me. Um, Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being here. And I'm going to say bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.